Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. But we start this morning with construction to begin on active travel infrastructure along the Mill Road in Corbally later this month. And it will result in an off-road shared pedestrian cycle facility from the junction of Corbally Road to the River Shannon viewing area. It's part of a rollout of ongoing plans for Limerick City, some of which we have previously covered on the show. And we're joined in the studio now by Senior Engineer with the Active Travel Team in Limerick, Sean McGlynn. And Sean, you are very welcome. Good morning to you. Morning, Joe, and morning to your listeners. So firstly, Sean, this latest area, the Mill Road in Corbally, which many of our listeners will be familiar with, what exactly are you rolling out? So the, the Mill Road is one of the um, key connectors for the primary and secondary active travel routes and obviously part of the LS maths, the Limerick-Shannon Metropolitan Area Transport Strategy, uh, which is part of the overall framework, or it's part of the framework for the transport strategy, for the transport policy. The project consists, as you said, is off-road pedestrian cycle uh, facilities joining at the junction of Corbley all the way down to the Shannon River. Um, so uh, the project's 1.4 metres in length and includes traffic calming measures such as raised pedestrian crossings. The project is about uh, delivering safer, high-quality transport infrastructure in the Cold and Corbley in conjunction with the um, the rollout of the Part 8, which was there last month. In right, no, you say 1.4 metres, you presume you mean 1.4 oh, kilometres. Kilometers, sorry, okay. oh, sorry yeah. Joe. Yeah. Uh, the bit of the um, slip of the tongue there. Uh, and, um, and so, and how will the area change then for users from what they see today? Well, I suppose the big, the big thing is like um, it's the schools. You've got Skyleed, uh, which is uh, part of the Mill Road, and it joins onto the Corbury Road. So there's over 750 kids or children actually attending the school, and a third of the children that uh, attend the school are actually from the Mill Road area and the Shannon Banks, Westbury. Two thirds of the children. So it's about creating a safer environment for the children and to, to travel to school. And not only that, it's about like creating facilities for people to cycle and walk to work. Uh, and make it easier for them. Uh, the, the, the Mill Road is a feeder for the primary route, which is the Corbley Road, which is is um, is not part of what we're talking about today. But um, a part of the, the as I say, part of the works that we're, we're looking at are in conjunction with like the Scoilides and Munchins, which is another school along the road. Is about making it safer for the children and safer for people to cycle and walk to work. And tell me about the disruption during construction, what we're looking at there. There will be disruption, but I mean, what you've got is a very experienced contractor working on the job, um, and he'll obviously try to mitigate as much delay as possible. It's in his interest to like, um, have traffic flowing uh, and mitigate any disruptions. So, it'll, like, I mean, I'm not saying that there won't be disruptions, but obviously from a, contract, from a contracting point of view, he'll try and minimise that. Right. Um, and, and the duration of that? The duration, the overall duration of the contract is 18 months, but that 18 months doesn't mean that there'll be like um, traffic management for the full 18 months. That'll be intermittent. But as I say, what the contractor will do is he'll try to facilitate, obviously, free-flowing traffic. Um, I mean, as, as I say, it's in his interest to keep things moving uh, and obviously to mitigate as many disruptions as, as possible. But as I say, Joe, th- there will be disruptions and obviously my apologies from, from f- as of now because of there will be some disruptions as part of the work or the overall work. Right. And what can people expect then when the work is complete? What will the feel of the area be? And then practically, how do you expect it to be applied, Sean? Well, overall, like what you'll have is like um, safer, safer access for, for children to travel to and from school, uh, safer access for people to travel to and from work. 
uh, and obviously a lot more people using a walking and cycling to work and to school. Okay. But, I mean, we talk about feel, I mean, the feel for it. Like, I mean, as I say, it's a, it's a beautiful, it's one of the oldest thoroughfares in Limerick. Uh, it goes back some, some time to the old Corbally Mill. So it's a, some fantastic network. You go down to the Shannon. So it's improving that accessibility, not just for the people in Mill Road, but for other people to come and use it and, and, and see what's, what's there. And obviously this is part of the overall approach, isn't it, of active travel. And, and indeed, active travel and smarter travel, as it's been known too, that's something that's been on the agenda in Limerick. We've been something of a test case for years now, haven't we? Yeah, but I mean, I think what, what you see now, Joe, is, is a lot of a lot of the stuff with smarter travel uh, and active travel over and with it is that about the infrastructure being connected so a lot of the, the stuff now that we're actually doing is connecting the existing good work that the Smarter Travel project rolled out. So we're actually now looking now to facilitate the connecting pieces. We're talking about, like, I mean, if you look at what's happening at present, Childers Road, Hyde Road, um, they're, they're, they're connecting onto the Ballacorra Road and then you've got the Duradoy Road. So there's a lot of connectivity. And I suppose the big project that we're looking at between now and the end of 2025 is the Pathfinders. It's about connecting up the UL to the city centre, connecting up um, the Mary Eyes, the Duradoyles, the Reins. It's about connecting everything so that we could be, it's more user-friendly for the cyclists, for the pedestrian, mm. and in and around the city. Do you have statistics on how many use the cycle lanes? Because quite a bit we will get people on this show saying, oh, I don't see anyone using them. Um, recently, they, I see. I don't know if you've seen it in the paper. There recently, we rolled out the radar monitor, the radar mobility monitors, and what they are, Joe, they run twenty four seven, and they can detect pedestrian cyclists. And what they do is they don't take any personal details. They give us size, uh, types of, of of vehicles. They give us numbers, but that rolls out on a twenty four seven basis. That'll roll out, and what we're looking to do is basically run them from before we start construction, during construction, and after construction. And what we'll get to see then is behaviour. Um, people's habits and how they use it and how we can actually improve it. So you might see a project, but there's ongoing bits and pieces going on in the background in relation to like how we can actually improve that infrastructure, make it better, make it easier, make it safer for, for everybody to use. So you would have known yourselves then that there was something of an information gap here and you're trying to address it? We, ha- we would have information, Joe, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Like, I mean, it's part of any design, we need information. But, I mean, now what we're doing is, is constantly improving and things are developing all the time. So what we're, what we're doing now is we're moving with the times, we're moving with the information, we're moving with the, the technologies, like, you know, so... So do you currently have a sense, though, because as I say, it is a criticism of these lanes. People who are motorists mainly, although not entirely, and people switch back and forth as well, believe that this space is not being used as much as they would have anticipated. Yeah, and it boils back to the very point, like about doing the connection pieces. A lot of it's not, I mean, that, that's what we're working on is connecting up the main arteries into the city centre. So it's about them connection pieces. And what we see is there, there, there is change. You do see a lot more people using the cycle paths. You do see a lot more people walking. Like COVID was a big indicator. And I mean, a lot of people basically started moving to walking and cycling again. And a, pop, a lot of people have kept with it. So we're, we're constantly monitoring that. And what the radar monitors do for us is they allow us to actually share. We have that information. That information will go back to a dashboard within Limerick Council. And we'll have that information, as they say. And we'll be able to utilise that information for people's behaviour and how we improve infrastructure going forward. And when would you expect, Sean, to have built up enough of a picture to reveal it publicly and give a real sense of what is actually happening with these cycle lanes? 
Well, I mean, I suppose what we're doing is we're constantly uh, updating uh, the information that we have. We, I mean, the big thing is, as I talked about earlier on, was Pathfinders. Pathfinders would be the, the biggest thing that we're looking at. And I suppose it's about that connecting piece. 2025 is probably our big year for making sure that the majority of our works are actually connected up. All the pieces, all the, jo- all the dots are joined. So when you talk about timelines, 2025 would be the key year for us. Okay, and we're chatting to senior engineer with the Active Travel team, Sean McGlynn. Um, now, have you learned much from the debate over the South Circular Road work and the cycle lanes there that people will remember was prominent in the news at the beginning of this year? Oh yeah, absolutely, Joe. I mean, obviously the South Circular Road is, is a key part of the infrastructure, it's a secondary route within the um, overall strategy for the council. We've learned an awful lot from that, like, in, and I mean, obviously... Um, it's part of our obviously um, consultation process and part of our part of everything we do. Like I mean, but it's like every, it's like life in general. Like you're constantly learning, constantly developing, and we talk about new technologies. We talk about new things, and uh, South Circular Road would be part and parcel of our learning curve. Like you know, mm. so and uh, where, where does that project stand right now? But at, at the present time, so we've obviously gone through the Part Eight process back in February. Uh, obviously that brought through the concept the detailing and so now we're into the actual detailed design and what that means Joe is obviously the drainage the footpaths the cycle paths so there's a lot of detail goes into that um, it's a quite a, an extensive piece of work so it's an integrated piece of work so it t- takes an awful lot of time and detail we would hope to be going to construction on that one in quarter three of 2024 and do you go back to for example residents in the area as part of the um, as part of the um, discussions through the party, it was an agreement that we would actually do more consultation in relation to like the actual design. So we we would be back talking to the councillors in relation to the actual works and and how they're developing. And um, in fairness, like we've got a communications officer, Josh Brenville, who actually deals a lot with that. Like, and he'll obviously communicate a lot of the information out for us. And and in great and in fairness, that you see a huge change in this past while for in relation to our comms. So. And Sean, do you think that the engagement you're talking about between now and when construction will begin will help alleviate some of those concerns? We would hope to. Like, I mean, a lot of, uh, I mean, we, we would get a lot of information in from the public in relation to our scheme. So it's great to get that information. And the beauty of having the comms officer is that we can answer the questions or uh, people's, you know, people's concerns and, and, and deal with them concerns before we go to site. And, and that's the beauty of now what was actually bringing in the non-consultation or the non-statutory consultation process. We basically, people are, are involved from the very start of our project. So we get that buy-in. Can't, we can't facilitate everybody, but we try to facilitate most people. Mm. We're trying to senior engineer with the active travel team, uh, Sean McGlynn, and specifically he's talking about the mill road in Corbally and the active travel infrastructure that uh, will go there. Have you um, noticed changes in motorist behaviour. By that I mean those um, that already exist where you have put in shared facilities. Have motorists changed? Because I think what seems to happen from what we're hearing on the show is that in the initial phase people feel more squeezed, you know, because obviously they have the pedestrian and the cycle lane alongside it. Do they get used to it quickly? Yeah, but I suppose, Joe, like, I mean, people's habits change and, you know, like, I mean, it's like anything, you see something along the side of the road and yet your, your tendency is to slow down. And, I mean, a lot of the works that we're doing are actually, like, I suppose the roads are narrowed. And and by doing that, like, that slows traffic. And what I mean by slows traffic, it stops them speeding. It reduces the the, the, the option to speed. So there's a, the, there's a big plus in that. And I suppose the uh, separation for the cyclist actually allows the cyclist to actually travel to and from um, in a much safer uh, um 
I do so much of a way to school or to, or to work. Mm. And do you also see changes in bus routes and the number of buses? I know we've seen electrification of the bus system as well, all tying into active travel. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, like, I mean, the um, the big part of that is you're talking there about is Bus Connects, but Bus Connects is probably still in abeyance in the sense that um, obviously the submissions, the, the, the department are looking at the submissions that came in in relation to the Bus Connects, so that's still ongoing, so... Uh, there's still a bit of discussion in the background going on in relation to that. So I wouldn't, we wouldn't be, uh, we would be waiting. We'd hope to get some information fairly soon in relation to that, Joe. And how does what you are doing tie into, for example, the O'Connell Street project that was recently completed? Well, the O'Connell Street project would come under a different funding, Joe. But um, I mean, a part of it would have been the cycle rate. So it's part of the funding would have come from the NTA. So there'd been some of the design, but that would have been managed through a different section of the, the local authority. But, I mean, it's part of, we talked earlier on about the pathfinders. Pathfinders will basically go from Anacotti into UL, all the way down the Canal Bank, down along the Keys and into Patrick Street to connect up to the O'Connell Street project. And then what you'd be looking at then is the other parts connecting into it. But O'Connell Street, is, I, I don't know what you feel for it, Joe, but for me, it's, it's a great project. So it's obviously uh, changed the look of the city centre. Another question that we get from time to time is uh, pedestrian crossings. Uh, those, for example, at the Grudy Roundabout. And uh, people will say, well, since they've gone in, some see great advantages, other maybe not so much. Then they ask about how cyclists use them and are, how they're supposed to use them uh, in crossing them. Some cycle across, some get off the bikes and walk across. How do you see all of that? Well, I suppose like people, have, there's different behaviours. And it's, I, mean, I can't talk for, for the certain individuals, but obviously people's behaviour determine what they're actually going to do at the zebra crossing so how's it meant to work in the context of active travel let me ask you that question you, 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 is I'm it not, part of it is what I'm trying no, to get no I wouldn't, I wouldn't come following the I wouldn't follow you at all, no. at all at all okay fair enough so the vision for this and what we can anticipate and I understand entirely it's an ongoing project which is why you're talking specifically about the mill road mm. and the construction that's going to take place there but by let's say 2027 what can people expect around Limerick City and suburbs? Well, I'd hope to. I mean, obviously, the completion of, of the key projects in and around the city. So we've got the secondary and primary. And obviously, you've got, you're talking about the feeder project, which is Mill Road. So Circle Road would be a big part of that. Father Russell Road would be a big part of that. Um, we've obviously the Tusk of the Sydney Centre. So we've got some major schemes happening, hopefully, uh, in the start of next year. Like, obviously, Father Russell Road Phase 1 is kicked off now, the end of this year. Um, Mill Road is kicking off this year. Uh, obviously, we're looking at now the second part of the R510, which is the Raheen to Quinn's Cross, which is the South Court Inn. So that part, like we'll be looking at the middle part of next year. And then you'll be looking at the Tuss, the early part of next year. So there's quite a few big schemes to happen next year. So a lot of our bigger projects come to fruition in the next year. Right. Oh, well, sorry, over 2024 is both in the next year. So you're the person operationally out front this morning. How many of you are working on this? So we've been through the allocation. We were a tier two allocation from the NTA. And what that means, Joe, is that the, we were allocated 23 number staff through the fully funded by the NTA. We're at an allocation of 19 at present. So obviously, still trying to fill, trying to fill the other four posts. Um, I mean, obviously, the um, employment of the minutes and, and trying to get people is, is quite difficult. Mm. And do you anticipate a time when the majority of people or many, many more will leave the car at home and will use these facilities? Well, I mean, obviously, what we're looking to do, we're, we're progressing infrastructure to allow people to actually utilise the service, either walk or cycle to or scoot or wheel to, to work or to school. Okay. Well, listen, thank you very much for coming in and talking to us about all of that. We, we totally accept that you are on the operational side of this. There is a 
political debate to be had, which we have had and will continue uh, to have uh, with politicians, uh, for example, and others. But it was uh, a very interesting insight and we certainly hope to talk to you again uh, about active travel. And thanks very much for outlining what's going to happen with the Mill Road in Corbley, which will be of great interest to a lot of our audience as well. A senior engineer with the active travel team here in Limerick, Sean McGlynn. Appreciate your time. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today.